Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, Paul and Gerard take you into the world of All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling NOAA. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 35 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and you can listen to us on all podcast apps. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And you can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash donate to donate to the show if you're feeling generous and appreciate our work. I'm Gerard Detroit here with Paul Vosh. Paul, how are you doing? Uh, exhausted. It's really busy with peak with peak time at work at the moment, but we're almost through it. The end, the light at the end of the tunnel is visible, and going to be so looking forward to like just taking all of this overtime during the summer. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Also, I paid well, up the last of my student loans. Oh summer. wow! Congratulations, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes, yes, that's also a nice chunk of money that I will now have available to me per month. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so, uh, much like your life, uh, professional wrestling in Japan uh, doesn't stop either. Uh, we have a very strange story that I think we need to start the show with. Uh, what the heck is going on with uh, Yasutaku Yano and Kenya Okada? Yeah, so basically what happened is at the beginning of the Green Journey and Sandai um, they do the normal card rundown, and in there, everything is still normal. Uh, Yano is still in the opening match with Taishi Ozawa 
Kenny Okada is in the following match after that in the six-man tag. And basically right after um, they do the rundown, uh, they announce that uh, matches one and two have been changed. And it's now Anthony Green versus Taishi Ozawa. And also uh, Akitoshi Saito has joined the following six-man tag match. Uh, and then Keno comes out and cuts this stalling promo to start the show. That that was also the other weird part of, of all Did of you this, see Keno's demeanor? Really do that. Yeah. Like he was it also, looked off. He also seemed off, yeah. And especially because then in the second match, Saito doesn't come out in his wrestling gear. He just comes out in his pants. So like I'm impressed he did not... He was supposed to wrestle. <laughs> I, I'm impressed he did not rip his pants. Yeah, no, that that was even more impressive. It was probably also the only, like, a very clearly the only pair he had because he brought that later on commentary. Like, yeah. he really had a really weird night because not only did he have to wrestle when he wasn't prepared to, he also had the luchadors that later in the show, when they did their dice, nearly smash his phone as well. So, <laughs> yeah. <What a> night. <laughs> yeah. So, but basically, both Okada and Yano were removed from the card. Uh, there hasn't been an announcement. Like they, like as far as I know, I didn't really see an expl. Like I think they just announced that they changed the matches, but gave no explanation for why. And also, on neither of them have been booked on any shows going forward as well. So this is clearly very weird situation. So what I've done then is well, Noah has official English PR, so I simply went and. Uh, wrote an email to Noah English PR and asked them if there is any official announcement regarding the status of both Kenya Okada and or Yasutaka Yano. And the only answer I got back was, and I can read it verbatim, uh, Hi Paul, thank you for the inquiry. There have been no official announcements made regarding Mr. Yano and Mr. Okada's status. So that is the official answer by Noah PR at this time, which is basically there is no announcement. There is no there is no status announcement of them at this time, which is also weird because if both of them were just like, for example, let's say, like freak injury, like both of them get injured, like or both tested positive for COVID, hmm? or both tested positive for COVID, yeah, like that could just be something you could announce. Yeah, like they they have done that in the past if something like that happens if they need to change the card due to injury or due to like someone coming in with a high fever. Like, I don't think any I've seen any promotion in Japan that has been like, oh, yeah, we can't announce it publicly. Like, I think generally they have been pretty transparent on that. Yes. So that obviously opens up the room to a lot of speculation on what is actually happening here. Okay, so when I, when I heard that uh, this had happened, I was a little confused and didn't realize that this all had happened like right as the show started. So if they did something like I, I brought up the Hokuto Omori situation, right? Mm -hmm. But that's that like was something that happened like outside of a show and he did not get yeah. things changed like at the last minute. Something happened like I don't know for sure and I don't want to speculate too much, but it seems like something happened backstage before the show. Yeah, and it's also with the Hokuto Omori thing like like, he didn't even get stopped booked. Like, he was still booked. Like, the only reason they even made that public, that, like, they, like, docked his pay and tell, told him to not drink alcohol for, like, how much was that? Like, two weeks? It wasn't even that long. Uh, a couple months. Um, 
a couple of months, okay. Uh, but still, like the only reason that happened was because it happened like at like he, it happened in front of sponsors, so they had to do something publicly. Yeah. Uh, but again, like he was still getting booked, so yeah, like this is a very mysterious situation, and I also have a feeling that we'll probably never find out. Because Noah has been really tight. Like, Noah, generally speaking, is pretty tight-lipped when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't really expect it to ever be an official announcement unless it somehow is an injury and they were, like, waiting for, like, a diagnosis, like, for it to be, like, for an official diagnosis. But again, it's been, like, a couple of days now, so I wouldn't even know what would take long to, like, to diagnose that. Well, and have not to mention, it's, it's two guys at once. Yeah, it's two guys at once. That is also the other weird part. And it's two of the younger guys too. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into any I'm not gonna get any guessing games. No, I I also don't want to. Yeah. But uh, it's very strange. Especially in a Japanese company. Yes. For something like this. I see there have been like people on like Japanese Twitter as well that have been like noticed that both of them are absent. And like, yeah, there is definitely some wild speculation going on, which we don't really want to do. But it is definitely, I think, what we can very safely say that it is a very strange situation going on with both of them at the moment. A true conspicuous by their absence. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that, and that is like that. What we heard from Noah PR is basically what all we've got, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah. I would not take anything else you read on Twitter. As, uh, no, yeah, no, no. Everything else you read on Twitter is probably like, unless I don't know, like Okada, like unless like both get released and then Okada and Yano start like shooting on Twitter or whatever. Like, okay, then there's something here, but I doubt it's like I kind of doubt it's that bad of a situation. So well, they're I off other upcoming shows. Exactly, but I also have a feeling that they might just like be quietly like back on like the schedule in like a couple of weeks or months or I don't know and they'll never actually mention what actually happened here and maybe in like I don't know 10 years or so we'll find out what actually happened <laughs> uh, yeah so that's that so very strange but uh, we will keep you posted if we find out anything else that is reliable we're not going to yeah. uh, uh, speculate or anything like that so the other big news in the past week is uh for the first time in like 10 years, we're getting another All Together show on June 9th at Sumo Hall. It will be All Japan, New Japan, and NOAA, uh, and probably maybe some big-name freelancers. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably – there was speculation that there was going to be some sort of big show once they got out of the pandemic. Paul, what do you think of them running Sumo Hall and not Budokan or Yokohama Arena? That is very interesting. Like, I don't know if there was, like, a scheduling conflict and they couldn't get them, and so they settled for Sumo Hall. But, I mean, but then again, it is kind of around the time when, like, New Japan was running Sumo Hall for the best of the Super Juniors final, like, recently. Right. Because I'm pretty sure when I, yeah, when I was in Japan in 2019, like, that was around that time. So it might just be that New Japan was like, yeah, hey, we already have, like, a booking on Sumo Hall on this day. Do we just want to use that for the show? Like, that might legitimately be all the reason why. Yes. Have they announced the dates for Best of the Super Juniors yet? And where are the finals? I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know. 
we 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 might need to check in with our uh, podcast partners over at the Super Jcast. Where maybe you're gonna see something with them related to uh, the Altogether Show at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, now if you've ever seen the previous Altogether shows, they're all multi-man tags featuring like someone from each company on each team and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, do you expect that this time? The cynic in me says yes. The optimist in me is like, no, we're going to get an actual show and they're going to run back Okada and, Naito, uh, Okada and uh, the Kaito at this. That's but, too small a venue to run that show, that match. Yeah, match. that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, but what about this, Paul? What about the main event being Kaito and Kento versus Okada and Tanahashi? That would be a really cool idea. But yeah. in that case, does Kaito who get get does Kaito get pinned in that then? Well, see, here's here's the thing: if they don't acknowledge it on that show, then that feud is dead and it's over. Yes, yeah. Um, if but if they sort of restart it, then it's obviously something that's going to go somewhere. Yeah. But the cynic in me says it's done, and that was just to put people in the dome for Mudo's retirement. Yes. Yeah, that that's the feeling I got as well. So, yeah, I think that, and, and I mean, if we get even more of a feeling for that if the two of them aren't even in the same match at all, because then it's just, yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone's completely moved on now. Truly ridiculous and everything like that. Um, what did you think of, uh, is Kaido still the ace of Noah? Because he was at the press conference with Tanahashi and Kento. I mean, is Tanahashi the ace of New Japan? <laughs> Technically, yes, he's still professed ace of New Japan. Uh, he is still the public face. He does more public face of the company stuff than Okada does. True, still to this day, Okada doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually, I kind of realized that it might actually be a kayfabe reason because Okada is still a member of Chaos and Tanahashi is in the home army. Uh, anyway, uh, but that's besides the point. I mean. Who else would it be? To be quite honest, it's definitely not yeah. Jake. Go, I mean, go. Just it's just Mar coming Fuji? back from an injury. Mar, no, no, no. I, I don't think like he is still kind. Like he is like definitely He's technically the, the biggest star. members of the roster, but I don't wouldn't call him the ace. Right, not anymore. No, no. I would I would say more. He's like in a situation where like. Like, I think a comparable figure would be, like, Suwama in all Japan. Well, you know, it's funny, because I was going to bring up uh, Mr. Suwama. Does he politic his way into the main event of that show? I mean, he might. <laughs> I mean, I if mean, you make I, it a six-man tag, you kind of have to put him in there. Like, Kaido, Kento, and, like, Tanahashi versus, like, Suwama. I don't know, whoever, and Sugera or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> So what are the odds in that case that Kaito eats a backdrop from Subama and gets in? <laughs> uh, probably not, but I wouldn't put them at zero. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem of the whole situation. Actually, okay, if we're talking of potential people being in the main event of this show, and this is actually more of a serious one, what do we think are, is the likelihood that all Japan would push for Yuma Anzai to be in the main event of this show? Um, if it's an eight-man tag, yes. 
But if Anzai's in, Suwama's not. Because Kento's obviously going to be in the main event. I think that's yeah, face yeah. to say. But I also feel like uh, that's one of the things where Suwama would probably be, be willing to like, forego his spot. Yes. Um, I think Anzai will have an... I think they'll do another like All Japan versus New Japan Young Lion thing. Yeah. Or maybe throw no, in Taishi Ozawa and... Right? Because uh, they yeah. still have that sort of Nakashima versus... Yano. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they still have... Um... What was I going to say? Oh, um, they still have like the Nakashima versus Anzai thing that they've been building. Uh, yeah. So, but, I would assume a match like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you give... Like, that might actually be one of the few singles matches on this row. Yeah, because there won't be many. And so, when it's and singles match on these shows... And then gets the pin, yeah. Yeah, it's either rookies or, like, dead-end mid-carders that get singles matches. Yeah. You know. <laughs> get Oh, God, we're going to get, like, Black Mansoray versus... Like uh, Toriano again. Or we already got uh, that. Yeah, we already got that. That's true. Uh, or uh, what's his what's his name again? The Ass Man. Taguchi versus Skate yeah, Taguchi. Taguchi versus Black Mansory. Yeah, that'll be something like that, right? I really hope. Uh, I I know we shouldn't be too confident that the card is going to be better than that, but like. I really hope we get at least a little bit of something we can sink our teeth into and not just that kind of drivel. Um, that'd be nice, but I, you just can't yeah, rely on that. Politics I mean, involved. look at the first Noah versus New Japan show. Yeah. And look <laughs> at everything on that show that wasn't like Congo versus LIJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can say that for the second one as well, kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if you go and you look back at the one of the altogether main events, wasn't it like Tanahashi, Suwama, and like Sugera or something, or Go maybe, versus yeah. like, oh yeah, and Kenzo Suzuki was the fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was. Right? So it will be all of the top stars of the companies in, in, the, in like a six or eight man tag, I assume. Yeah. Oof, that rate, that rating for the last one is dire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that uh, oh, it'll be on pay per view on uh, New Japan World, yeah. and some proceeds will be donated to charity uh, from the show. Yeah, so the main um, event of the 2012 one was Tanahashi, Suwama, Morishima uh, versus Shiozaki, Sanada, and Naito. <laughs> like minus Morishima, you could probably run that match back. You could run that match back, yeah. That's funny. You could put um, Inamura in there or something. <laughs> Inamura well, is the Morishima replacement? <laughs> wow. No. But actually, in the main event, Morishima pinned Shiozaki, so. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're going to get something like that with all the top names in the. In the um, yeah. In a, in a match. Yeah, because like I think that. that was also when Go was an All Japan guy. Yeah, like no, no, that was before. Politics. Before. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so then Sonata was the old Japan guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that is uh, all together. Uh, any final thoughts on the show before we move on to Pro Wrestling Noah? Uh, no, not really. Anything. Okay. So we go to Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, I made a stupid mistake, and I forgot to watch the two shows leading into Sendai. Mm-hmm. Paul, you watched one of them. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, uh, so the one that I watched, which was the one on the ninth, um, most of the stuff on the show was honestly not very memorable. Like it's really kind of like a lot of mi- uh, like missable stuff. Um, uh, the one thing I would recommend from that show though is the main event, which was Takashi Segura versus Masaki Tamiya. Uh, I thought that one was really really good. Uh, I think yeah, I actually went four stars on that one. Like, and I think I actually liked it more than I did the title match later. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I thought this was really, really good. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just Segura and Masakitamiya just kind of, like, just... I mean, like, they kind of have the formula at this point, like, given the amount of, like, singles matches they've had, especially recently. Right. Uh, but, like, it's a really good formula, and it's just two bulls just charging into each other, and, yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. And uh, when... 21 minutes 56 and Segura won as well so yeah that that's the one that I would recommend like I think the rest of it is kind of like it's very easily skippable especially since the show they were building up to has already happened as well mm-hmm. all right and then so we go on to uh, Noah Green Journey 2023 in Sendai in front of 1,277 fans. I don't know if that's a good or a bad number. <laughs> I think it's an okay number. Like it's yeah. not like New Japan puts more people in there. Like I think even during pandemic time, they put more people in there, which isn't great. But I think they actually put more people in there than Stardom did. So okay. So I think that's kind of like solidifies kind of where Noah is. Like, but can Noah draw more than hmm? can Noah draw more than fifteen hundred fans for a big show? They haven't since Mudo retired, right? Yeah. Mind you, it's only been two months, but yeah, exactly. But I mean, but I think the Hall... shows a, yeah, that's a big. If they don't draw that many there, that like then that's definitely they got to draw at least two two thousand to Sumo Hall, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they will, right? I mean. It's probably why they put Marufuji in the main event. <laughs> uh, yes, that's very true. Uh, so we start off in the uh, match that was not announced ahead of time. That was or changed the last minute. Anthony Green defeated Taishi Ozawa in four minutes and 59 seconds with the M83. Solid opener. Um, I think these Ozawa matches need to be given a couple more minutes, though, because a lot of them are like five minutes or four minutes and like 45 seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, I also feel like I like what I'm. One thing I'm hoping for is that, just based on what all Japan is doing currently with Yuma Anzai, that that hopefully, like, if it works, that that will lead to like a bit of a, like, change in the way like these guys are brought up in Japan. Well, Kaido was unique. Hmm? Kaido was unique. Yeah, Kaido was as well. But again, it wasn't as fast as like because I feel like like Ozawa doesn't really learn anything from these like sub five minute matches. No. Like, I'm not saying that he should give him like the same kind of push that like all Japan is giving uh 
is giving anti, but I feel like he definitely would like benefit from having like longer matches and everything like that. And maybe yeah. So yeah, I I also feel like these need to be longer for Taishi Ozawa because I do think he has a lot of talent. Oh, absolutely! I think he's got a ton of talent, but uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the match stuff was solid. Like I think Green yeah. continues to uh, improve in Noah. And, and Green uh, is also a trainer. So, like, and I don't know if he's doing any stuff in the Noah Dojo, but he w- he's a trainer like back in the US. So he obviously knows how to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that actually. Okay. No, it it was actually one of the few. So during like the hi- well height of the pandemic, but like during the like early part of the pandemic, when basically everything else was shut down, like pretty much everything else was shut down. It was like literally like that was like. When the flagship was covering two AW and Big Japan because they were literally the only <laughs> promotions running. At that, and that this was even before like GCW started running shows again. The only shows that were running were shows which was just Anthony Green with his trainees doing like shows in like a warehouse where they were training. Like that was like the mm. only shows running at that point. So, and yeah. I did watch them because, again, there was nothing else to watch. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, that's the kind of guy that you definitely want in there. And maybe that's why he got it. So, next up, we had No Holding Back. Hideki Suzuki, Timothy Thatcher, and Saxon Huxley defeated Akatoshi Saito, Yoshiki Inamura, and Sean Legacy in 8 minutes and 13 seconds with a diving knee drop from Huxley on Saito. Poor Saito gets called up at the last minute just to do a job. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Like, it's like I'm happy he did the job and it wasn't like Inamura or Legacy. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so yeah, I. Uh... Like, what do you what do you think of legacy so far? I think he's I think he's got something. Yeah, he looked pretty I good. Think so too. He yeah. he held his own against Hideki pretty well, mm-hmm. I thought. And um, yeah, I mean he's better than Saxon Huxley, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you think he's good looking? Um. Yes, I think he's good looking. So because he I'm has a better claim to that. Then Anthony Green, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like, if good... he sticks around, like, I probably would put him, like, with the good-looking guys. Because like, I think he fit in well with them. Yes, I think so, too. His style fits in. It's a little flashy. He's, like, yeah. on that edge of junior and heavyweight in, say, a New Japan. But he, mm-hmm. I think he'll be a heavyweight in Noah. Yes, yeah. I think he's very easily a heavyweight in Noah. And yeah, I, I, think he, I think he's a good addition. I think... From what I've seen, like, obviously I haven't seen a lot from him yet, but, like, what I've seen looks pretty good. And seems to be, like, like he also, like, because very often for, like, people early on in the Japan one, they sometimes seem a bit lost. And I think yeah. don't really see that with him. Like, he just just basically immediately seems comfortable, which is good as well. Well, I think, I think, I mean, obviously he's talented, but I think Hideki also, like, held his hand a bit. Yeah. I mean, Hideki is, you know, is kind of like the. I mean, he seems to be pretty involved in like all of the like foreigner bookies to some degree at the very least. Yes, he likes his foreigners. He's like, I need, a, I need a like a Matt guy. I need a Bruiser Brody. I need, you know, what else could he do? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I mean, Timothy Thatcher is just you know, brother from another mother. For like, they're basically the same person. One's Japanese, the other one's American. That's the only difference. Yeah. 
And so, um, but uh, the Saxon Huxley getting a win will be a reason for uh, something later. Next up, we go to uh, Wild and Free. Mayukihi defeated uh, Sumeri Natsu in six minutes and 31 seconds with the whiteout. Um, I know I saw some people say this was disappointing. I thought it was a perfectly fine, acceptable, solid minute uh, match for six and a half minutes. And I, though I thought it was interesting that Sumeri just sort of wrestled this straight. And didn't do it much shtick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine. I'm but just, I don't have a lot yeah, to I say otherwise. What the, yeah, I don't know. Like my thing is more like, what's the goal here? Like at the very least, when like all Japan is doing, like at least when, at least when New Japan is doing like the women's match, it's very clearly like an advertisement for stardom, or it's like trying to push their profile in America by bringing in like a Mercedes Monet. So. When All Japan was doing their women's stuff, like, at least they had, like, a storyline with, like, yeah. Tsubama versus Unagi and, and everything. Like, there was, there was, like, a reason to be excited about it. Like, I don't really get why Noah is doing this. Like, I don't know if there's, like, a larger plan or if this is just a thing they're doing because New Japan is doing it. Uh, a little from that. But, I mean, Shinshiro Takagi once did say in an interview that he would be interested in doing like a more serious women's traditional promotion as opposed to like yeah. the idol heavy thing of of uh tjpw mm-hmm. so maybe there's some of that involved too like can they get away with a more serious joshi presentation but then why do you bring it sumire <laughs> i yeah <laughs> that's the thing right you know i don't want, i like i like sumire so i don't want to beat up on her too no, much. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, no, no. But, like, if your goal is to be more serious than Tokyo Joshi Pro, like, I don't know if that's the person. Like, especially I considering, mean, like, all of the talent floating around there right now that are, like, female freelancers or in, like, dying promotions. Well, you could probably bring one of those in instead. Yeah, someone from... Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, you've seen people, like, pop up in stardom again. And more that are about to pop up in stardom. Someone like decoded like Julia's secret new like Donna Del Mondo member and everything like that. And so what has happening is like, you know, they're getting, they're being, stardom is getting them first or most of them mm-hmm. first, right? So you have yeah. your like reliable freelancers like Sumeri and Yukihi, right? But you're yeah. going to lose that. Like Sayori Enu is now in stardom. But I mean, again, that's like the reason, like if you actually want to do this seriously, then you probably like need to put some money behind that and just sign people so that they can't go to stardom. Because that's well, the I problem know. is that the stardom roster is like really bloated now. So yeah, you could probably convince someone to be like, yeah, you can go to stardom and be like one of many or you can like be the person that we build around here. Well, here's the thought. Do you convince Momo Watanabe to jump? Ooh. Because she's lost in the spicy. shuffle. Yeah, that would be spicy. Like she, yeah. she's been passed over. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah, and she's not going to be like they're not going to go back to her. No. So, and I mean, if you don't want to like give the money to like Tokyo Joshi to like have her go, but then again, I don't know if she would fit on well there. No. No. Yeah. So, like, if if you're actually serious about it, then yeah, you need to like get yourself someone that is a centerpiece for what you're trying to do here. 
like New Japan has been has done with Mercedes Money, where like she's very clearly like in New Japan person, not a starter person. Yeah, you probably need someone like not maybe not a foreigner, but you definitely need someone like that. That is very clear. It's like, hey, we're we're actually kind of serious about this, and this is the person that we're presenting as like the star of whatever we're trying to build here. Mm-hmm, for sure. And as much as I like Maya Yuki, I don't think she's that person. I don't think she's ace. No. No. I think she's like could be the top foil for your ace. Yes. Yes. No. That that is exactly her role. Like she's she's a great foil. She's a great heel. She's not like not really someone that you want to like with the that you put in like a PR opportunity with like the belt around her shoulder. Yeah, for sure. So, but and then we'll get to this later. But there will be more Joshi and Stardom. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Uh, next up, Might Makes Right. Keno, uh, Jinsei Shinzaki, Shuji Kondo, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki defeated uh, Naomichi Marafuji, Kaido Kiyomiya, Ninja Mac, and Atsushi Kotoke and Saki Yoshioka in 14 minutes and 21 seconds with a Nenbutsu powerbomb from Shinzaki on Kotoke. I almost forgot uh, Yoshioka was in this match because I can barely remember him doing anything in it. Um, but I mean, this was solid. Uh, this was just about like, okay, local Sendai guy, Shinzaki teaming with Congo and obviously Keno and Shinzaki have a history because they were, you know, Keno came up through Michinoku pro and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it was like a local offer match with some stars and everything, but it was perfectly fine. Yeah, no, it was a perfectly acceptable match. And actually, I thought Shinzaki looked good as well for what he did in there. Yeah. So, like, he's still so like he's obviously not what he used to be, but I think no. like especially if he's in there in like a, like in a multi mind match and everything, I think he still looks really good. I actually like the stuff that he was doing with Ninja Mac as well. Like that was like yes. a ton of fun at the start of the match. That might have been the highlight. Um, yeah. And so after that, we had. The Lollapalooza Fiesta. Dralistico, <laughs> uh, Dragon Bane, and Alejandro defeated Extreme Tiger, Alpha Wolf, and Lancelot in 7 minutes and 41 seconds by referee stop because Extreme Tiger got knocked out by a... Um, was that an Alpha Wolf knee? Yeah, it was on a, a standing, standing moonsault. moonsault from Alpha Wolf, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... Poor Lancelot got hit with like oh, a no, couple no, wait, of not splashes Alpha from Dragon Bane. Sorry, it was his brother. Oh, was it Dragon Bane? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then uh, Extreme Tiger—they didn't stop it right away because Extreme Tiger got hit with like some top rope splashes. God, yeah, poor guy. Before he they was, like, realized, knocked out. <laughs> now he was—he was moving on his own, like when they were taking him to the back. So he just got knocked loopy, thankfully. Yeah. And then uh, they decided to go continue with that candy cap match because then it became Tralistico, Dragon Bane, and Alejandro defeated Alpha Wolf and Lancelot in two minutes and 22 seconds with the La Mystica from Tralistico on Wolf. And once they, they got the crowd back by just doing a bunch of wild dives. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, oh, hey, uh, one of our like, co-workers just got injured. Uh, what's the best thing to do now? Okay, let's just do like the absolute craziest dives we can think of where we also completely overshoot the target as well. 
Yes, like, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was it was it was cool to see what it was like. Wow, that that that's a choice, but okay, you like it looked cool, so like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought Drolistico looked a little better here than he has in some of his other uh, Noah showings so far. Um, I don't know, Paul. How do you feel about these luchadors? Because we could question whether they have the best reputations personally or really if they're that good in the ring, like with Lancelot and even Drillistico. I don't know. Where are you with them? I don't know. It just feels like such a random grab bag of people as well. And then they're just in these like random matches and like they rarely ever feel like actually integrated with the promotion. They're just like kind of off doing their own thing. Like, I mean, at least mm-hmm. Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf get like a junior tag title shot now. Like, but it's like that's really the yeah. only times they like get these tag title shots where they ever feel like integrated with the rest of the promotion. Like, it's very weird, right? It is. Like, I would, yeah, I would prefer it if they like would join like factions or something like that, and weren't just like random members of the roster. Right, and and obviously like Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf especially are in like their own universe. Yes, yes, they're in the Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf universe, where they're only ever like <laughs> allowed to be in matches that where they're either facing each other or teaming with each other, and that's that's all that's yes. allowed. And then they and then um, they go back to Japan, then they go back to Mexico, and I like I really have the feeling that they're only doing this to like sell themselves to promoters as like we're wrestling in Japan, so pay us more. Like quite honestly, that's what this feels like. Is that the vibe you get? Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the vibe I'm getting off. Of. Yeah. I'm... Okay, I could see that, but uh, so I don't know. But I don't think they're going anywhere. That's the thing. No, they're not they bad. They seem to be. No, they're not bad. Like I like I would say and, that and... both of them are better than Realistico or like. I uh, I like Dragon yeah. Bane and Alpha Wolf, regardless of the their reputations. Uh, yeah. it's like the Lancelots and even well, I'll give Drellistico a little more of a chance. But I'm finished with Lancelot. I don't need to see him. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like, I mean, but Drellistico, I'm also like I've seen him so many times back in CMLL, and he's still the same guy. So I'm just like, I get why you want to give him a chance because he is really solid. But like, this is literally all you're gonna get out of him because that's who he is and that's how he's always been. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting that they're competing with great. For like but young like luchadors, consistently getting the less good ones. The problem. No, I get. Uh, well, Shima is is better at Nosawa than this, I guess. Well, but who realistically pays more? Oh, probably. Like, well, if, I would okay, assume I mean, Noah. I don't know, maybe, maybe Noah is cheapskating, and that's why they're getting these luchadors. But like in theory, they should be very easily able to like outbid great on like a commander if they really wanted them. Yeah, they should have Commander. Um, yeah. And then they... What, what is or, it like? Or, you know, as we talk about, like, every single time, it's like that they should have Galeno de Mal because his brother is literally a champion in this promotion. Why is he in great? Yes. I feel like it's a matter of time. Yeah. Like... Hopefully. Better be. I, you know. Yeah, hopefully. Um, since they're both, like... Oh man, they, they they would be perfect for a GHC tag title run too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, we'll see. Know, maybe maybe, I don't th- maybe the end one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then so we go back to the GHC tag team 
title, uh, Volcanic Explosion. Takashi Sugera and Shuhei Taniguchi defeated Masa Kitami and Daiki and Naba in 15-23 with um, a half Nelson suplex from Taniguchi on Inaba. These guys fail uh, on their second attempted defense, and Taniguchi and Sugero become the tag team champions. Sugero is now a record nine-time GHC tag team champion. And yeah, I think, like, like, what, Taniguchi is like, like, a, a, a ton of times, too. Yeah, I think that's, like, he's, like, the record holder for, like, all of the heavyweight titles now, right? Because he already is, like, the record holder for the, like, the heavyweight title. And pretty he sure certainly has the longest single the reign. Uh, yeah, he might be. Or is it Keno? Um, uh, but I'd have to look. check. Uh, no, it is Takashi Segura. He is a... Like, him and Keno are the only two-time champions, but he's held it for 371 days total, which is more than Keno at 299. Okay, well there you go. So Segura adding to yeah, his so he's the uh, record holder for like long all of list the of achievements. <laughs> no, actually, actually he's not the record holder for like amount of days held. He is the record holder with amount of reigns, but he's actually only mm-hmm. third in like number of days held. He's still behind Marufuji, who's at ten sixty, uh, and mm-hmm. Akitoshi Saito, who's at ten ninety one. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. But depending on how long this reign is, he could very easily like, like he really only needs to hold it for like three, four months to actually get past both of those. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know because this title gets changed around a lot. Yeah, but then again, um, then he just went so, back with a new partner. So. Yeah. So I really like this match. I don't think it was the best match of the show. But I think it was like maybe the second or third best match of the show. Um, yes. It was very good. It was hard hitting, like you expected, with like the Kid and Mia and Sugera stuff. Um, I thought Taniguchi had a sort of gusto to him that you haven't seen him have in a long time and everything like that. Um, so it continues the trend of really great GHC tag team title matches that we've seen over the past year. But I mean, I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't time to end this Kidami and Inaba reign. No. Especially to like go back to Segura as well, who had just held the belt not that long ago. Yeah. Feels like, like I like Segura, but like it's kind of getting a bit much now in him just like constantly winning the tag titles. Like, yes. I don't know. I I I I definitely agree. Like I don't. I think there was still like time left and this Masakita Mia Daiki and Naba title reign and yeah I don't know instead we're just launching into this like figure gun dissolving storyline instead so I don't know Featuring... I mean, maybe that maybe that maybe that frees up Masakita Mia to do more like all Japan stuff but I don't know well yeah I would hope so because that's still a, that's still something that hasn't been uh, yeah done and like, all Japan's got some hold. big that's just on hold for the champion for the carnival. carnival yeah yeah and all Japan's got some big shows to f- to fill out in June and July. Yeah. So, or sorry, June and September. Um, but, God. I mean, but also, like, we're getting, like, Saxon Huxley as, as part of the story, too, right? Like, my God. 
Right. Yeah. We get like the new like three person faction with like Segura and Huxley and Fetcher. And, okay, I mean to be fair, I do like two thirds of that faction, but uh, you mean so Suzuki? Like, yeah. Uh yes, Suzuki, uh, Suzuki, Huxley Fetcher, and Thatcher. And, yeah, Huxley. Yeah. Like I said, I like um, I like two thirds of that, but that still I don't know. That still doesn't really excite me. <laughs> Uh, Sugiro Gun was quite the faction, was it not? Yeah, it certainly existed. It was very successful. Yes, right. But it also Fujita in like a major way. <laughs> Fujita was the heavyweight cha- GHC champion. Sugiro was the national champion in Sugiro Gun. Tag bunch of tag title reigns. Uh, Sakuraba. Yeah. Uh, Fujita was also a national champion while he was a member of them as well. Oh yes, that's true too. So, um Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it was I a mean, solid one, but it just kind of just went away. I think it like it weirdly died when Wagner won the national title. Like they only put it out of its misery now, but like it was kind of cuz Wagner just kind of stopped teaming with them and then Segura was just busy with his tag team with Kojima. And also wasn't really teaming with them, and then it just oh right, 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 right faded. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then they were just at the show, were just like, yeah, okay, let's just officially end the faction because no one really wants it to be together anymore. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely, no. like in terms of like, if you compare it to like a divorce, it's not like the couple that like falls apart and like a big argument. It's just the couple that just. At some point, it's just like, should we get divorced? Yeah. Okay, I'm moving out tomorrow. Like, that that's kind of the weird vibe that I got here. It was very odd. <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, this, this, this thing died like an all-Japan stable. Yeah. No, I think that's the best comparison for me as well. Like, and they survived, like, a good chunk as well. Like, they were around they for did, four years. Yeah. It's been that long, eh? Yeah. Wow. It started in it started in March it started in March twenty nineteen. Well, that is a pretty good run. Yeah, and the colonel of the faction was Kazma Sakamoto asking oh. Nosawa Rongai to stop his feud with Segura and that's how Segura Goon was formed. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> and he were actually around for the entirety of like Hideki Suzuki's WWE run because he joined them as like uh he joined them as like the next member and then he left to go to WWE and by the time he came back the faction still existed. <laughs> well, Hideki was a COVID cut, right? Yeah. But he joined them in twenty nineteen. Yeah. That's funny. By the way, is Sakuraba still a member of the Noah roster? I don't know. He hasn't wrestled I feel there like he's... since January. Or at all since January. Uh, I feel like he uh, is probably just banged up and that's why he doesn't wrestle that much. Yeah. That's my uh, prediction. But he's not even on like the you big know? shows because at least, like for example, like I asked myself that as well with like Fujita, but at least Fujita will pop in. Like, he's going to pop in for the Sumo Hall show. Right. But Fujita has a contract, though. That's We knew that, right? Doesn't he yeah. not? Yeah, he signed a contract last year, but 
yeah, who knows if that got extended or not, but yeah. But he's also been gone since like March, but he's coming back now for Sumo Hall. It was probably a good idea to sort of, uh, um, what was I going to say? Cycle at some of those old guys. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that, like, if you read over, like, the last building he's worked in, he's worked Korokan Hall, Eden Arena Osaka, Nippon Budokan, Korokan Hall, the Collega Studio. And he wrestled <laughs> for A Team in December. Oh, he wrestled for A? I missed that. Yeah. That's funny. But that's still, um, like, that's a, like, <laughs> one of these is not like the others. <laughs> no, definitely not. So yeah, uh, R.I.P. Segura Gun. You had a pretty good run. Yeah. No, I mean uh, it, it was a pretty if... solid run. It was just at the end of it, it was just kind of like yeah. And w- what I'm actually curious about because now we're actually like on the heavyweight side. There's basically just good-looking guys and uh, and Congo. So I'm wondering if we're gonna yeah. see like some new factions forming soon. Like well, especially like a faceish kind of faction because. Neither good-looking guys nor Congo are faces. Right. So Kaido maybe leading something? Yeah. But or he Go. likes the team with Stinger, so I don't know what, what that says about his choice of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, we had for the GAC heavyweight or junior heavyweight tag team title time for a change yohei and tadasuke defeated yoshinari ogawa and eita in 13 minutes and 34 seconds with a lariat from tadasuke on ogawa that Uh, tagline is the biggest lie ever that tagline is such a lie i mean i I guess you can say that if you want to say that like oh we have new champions and it's a time for a change but otherwise this is a complete lie because we just keep this fucking ogawa eita feud going until perpetuity apparently well, I'm of two minds of this. I actually thought the match was decent in terms of, okay, also keeping it to 13 and a half minutes is thankfully uh, was a wise idea. Mm-hmm. I like the team of Tadasuke and Yohei. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to break up anytime soon. Although you no. can never say That'd never. Be, never oh, God. Division. Why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I've jinxed it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it was time to put the titles on the. Um, these good-looking guys team. Mm-hmm. No, like hopefully they get something with this, and then Ogawa and Ada can go screw off somewhere and do their thing. I hope they can do that in Mexico. Like I, I like Ogawa, but like just I can't deal with the feud anymore. It's been going for like what feels like two years. It's not two years; it's like one year. But that's already is that's 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 already too much. It just it oh, just doesn't end. And then they like. Oh yeah, hey, we finally overcame our differences and we're teaming together now. And then, but then we still immediately fall apart before we even lose it. Like that's the other thing where, like, it's like they already were dysfunctional after defending the bells for like no reason. And then, like, I don't even know why. Like they were even pretending that hey, maybe will these guys get along after they lose the belt? We already know they didn't get along after defending the belts. Why do you think we should believe that they would get along after losing them? Like, like what are we doing here? Right. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it continues even though I am 
cautiously optimistic about the new champions themselves. Yes, no, I I, I am as well. Like I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane versus Yohei and Tarasuke. I think that actually should be a pretty good match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then next up for the GHC National Title, Sky's the Limit. The hero to Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Jack Morris in 23 minutes and 4 seconds with a moonsault press for his third successful defense of the title. Paul, this was awesome. Match of the night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Four and a half stars. Same. Same, same. Like, like this was this was so far and away the best match on the show. It was also the longest match on the show. It went even longer than the main yeah. event. Barely. But uh, 23 minutes being the short and the longest match on a Noah show is... Uh, it's not bad these days. No, no, it's not. But I, I thought this was awesome. Like I think, like I, I mean, we both were in agreement that we kind of wanted Morris to win here. But I yeah. don't think I can complain about Wagner defending the belt, like because he's just been awesome. No, this title reign. he's been awesome. Morris is awesome here. Yeah. They got like they really woke the crowd up. Yes, because this like, crowd there was a noticeable the entire show. Yeah. So and there was a noticeable heat that they got, and the crowd was into everything they were doing. And everything like that, and they yeah. and they stayed pretty decent for the rest of the show. Yeah, and like that table spot was also insane that they did on the outside. Uh, they like I mean, and, and no one that's yeah. been all over like Noah like table dives. Yeah, and then like you know they did the, each other's finishers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Morris to the Wagner driver, and then like Wagner did a Tiger driver. You know. And um, lots of near falls. Yeah, just great stuff. Yeah. And I think these guys will be – after this match, you got to assume that Noah's going to like probably do a lot with both of these guys and they are the top two foreigners in the company. Yes. No, I think that's very solidly established. Now. Like, like Ninja Mac is like the top foreigner in the junior division, but these two are like the top juniors in the, in the heavyweight uh, – the top juniors. Uh, the top uh, foreigners in the uh, heavyweight division, and yeah, and I think Wagner is kind of like the top like baby-faced like foreigner, because like GLG is kind of like heelish, and I mean like I wouldn't say that Jack Morris really like completely like wrestles like a heel, but like for example you had stuff like Anthony Green like pulling him out of the way out of a dive and stuff like that so like there's right. definitely some heelish antics going on there's like, there's not tweenerness way, but, yeah yeah exactly like it's, it's a tweener thing but yeah I think uh, I think these two guys are awesome and yeah great match Paul question for you I would need your opinion on this because I've seen other people say this do you think do Wagner's mannerisms bother you no because it's very clearly inspired by his dad, who rules as well. Like, I yeah. don't think he overdoes it. And again, as you mentioned, these two got the crowd involved. Like, these two got, like, the yeah. crowd hot and everything. And I think him doing that kind of stuff deliberately to, like, get the crowd to get going was one of the reasons why they managed to wake up during this match. Because he very actively encouraged them to do that. And I don't think there's really all that many other people in Noah that kind of actively try to do that as much as he does. Yeah, for sure, definitely. This is, is no, it's not exactly the crowd uh, working company. No, so I, I think that I think that can only be a positive, and I, I think one of the reasons why he does it so much is because he actually needed to wake the crowd up. Like I don't think he would have done it as much if the crowd had already been like hot, but he managed to like kind of like wake it up by doing that. So 
Like I'm fine with him just walking around constantly and just being like, yeah, hey, look at me. So, because it works. And he knows it works because it works for his dad, who was also like, who is one of the best people at like working a crowd regardless of where he is. Right. And then, so yeah, um, that's that match. Just go out and check it out if you haven't watched anything else from this show. Did did you see how they referred to Wagner on the uh, YouTube videos? No. Uh, They called him Wagner Free G. That's funny. That's also, like, uh, I uh, don't, like, two generations down the line we'll get to Wagner 5G and we're gonna get all kinds of weird conspiracy theories how it puts like microchips into people's brains or whatever (laughs) yeah and uh, so from that high we go to something else (laughs) Uh, for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship rise and fall there is definitely a fall here Hayata defeated Amaska in 1304 with the headache Amaska failed on his fourth defense, and Hayata is once again champion. Which, uh, I mean, Paul, did you I not will, call I this? Will thank, I will thank Hayata for having a very appropriately named finisher because headache is what I get whenever I have to watch his matches. Well, I'll say this they kept this one short. Yes, by Hayata. The shortest Hayata match ever. <laughs> so, in that regard, it was like a middling match, like three, three and a quarter stars. Yeah. But there was really no reason to take this title off of Mosca. Nope. No. And no one wanted this. Like, I don't know. No one. Like, I don't think... And, uh, I, I don't think even, like... Obviously, like, hardcore Hayata stands are going to be, like, excited. But, like, everyone else was, like... This, this Amax, Amax Arrain has been going great. Like, there was a lot of juice here. And I don't know. Yep. But Paul, Hayata himself nominated his next challenger to be Ninja Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he can get his win back. Oh, I was going to say, do you think it's to get his win back, or do you think they're just going to go and... Uh... He was supposed to beat him originally. <laughs> I, that seems to be the case. But, like... <sighs> so stupid. Like, when are they going to put the title on... Well, I, they did put the title on Ninja Mac. But when are they going to give Ninja Mac a real reign with the title? I mean, they probably should. I assume that, that that's what they wanted to... Yeah. But now Hyatt's got to get another reign with the title. Yep. You know? Um. So I can hold it for six months and then lose it at the New Year's show. Oh God, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah, I'm just not excited about yet another higher array. No. It definitely feels like he's held the belt for more than five hundred and sixty-seven days. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. Which actually means he's yeah. one day, he's actually, right now, he's one day ahead of Taiji Ishimori, and he's still behind Kenta. Interesting. And he's still behind Kotaro Suzuki, Harada, and Kanemaru. I don't think he's going to catch Kanemaru. I don't think anyone will no, catch Kanemaru. <laughs> well, not with the way they book it these days. No. You know how no. many days he sold that belt? I know it was a lot. No. I didn't know it was that much. 2,000? Uh, not quite there. Yeah, 1,876. Damn, still, though. That's a long yeah. time. Okay. So, yeah, no, so, no one's um, going to catch that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, it's, I think on the whole, a step back, 
despite the fact I like the junior tag champs, I think between the reigniting of Ogawa versus Ada and then Hayata winning the title again, this is a step backwards in the junior division. Yeah, definitely. It just feels like we're just... It's just basically like a reset to like... like Aside from like the good-looking guys, it just feels like the like the whole division hasn't really developed in like the last year at all. Like it just no, it definitely has zero not. Now. But hey, at least Junta Miyawaki is coming back, so may- maybe that will lead to something. Yeah, I mean, to, I could why did see. He go if... back to, why did he go back to Mexico for like a month? Do you think that they were not impressed with him or something? Yeah, but then why do you send him back for like a like how much could he in theory develop for a month in Mexico? That's not going to make yeah, a big difference. I know. Um, do you think Hayata is going to drop it to him? I think that would actually be the smartest thing. Like, I get that like you want to like put the title on like Ninja Mac or whatever. But I feel like actually it might make more sense as much as I dread it to like build up, let Hayata build up a bit of rain and then have him drop it to Junta Miyawaki. That in many ways would probably I agree. And you sort of, I think, oh, well, Harad is, you know, Harad is retired. You got to make the new junior ace and uh, Hayata is not it. No, I think I think Junta is just I think Junta is like you see you see what you can do with him because I think he has talent and you see if you can run with him as the ace of your division there. Yep. I think you gotta give him that chance for sure. And so finally we make it to the main event. The Lunatic Gate. Open the Lunatic Gate. <laughs> uh Jake Lee defeats Katsuhiko Nakajima in 22 minutes and 58 seconds with a front high kick to make his first successful defense of the GHC Heavyweight Championship. Paul, I thought that this was pretty good. Um, maybe around just over four stars. I thought the first half was kind of a little boring, but I really liked the second half. I thought there were some great near falls in this, and I thought Nakajima looked tremendous. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't, I wouldn't, I didn't go that high for the match because for me it was hurt simply by the fact that I'd never really thought that Nak- that Nakajima could win. Like I never really got that feeling off of the match. Right. So, yeah, it kind of hurt it for me a little bit, but it was a pretty good title defense otherwise. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a a, a fair uh, assessment. Um, and then after the match, um, Marafuji came out, and that got a huge pop when he confronted uh, Jake. Now, what did you think of Jake's performance in this? Um, I don't know. Like as you said, like Nakajima looked really, really good here. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I really feel like I don't know how I really would to, like, assess, like, because so much of it relied on, like, Nakajima's charisma, and Jake was just kind of there, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, he just felt more like an obstacle obstacle for, like, Nakajima to work around, which sounds really harsh, 
Like, it sounds harsher than I really want to make it sound because it wasn't like Drake looked bad here, but I also don't think no. he really was like impressing me with like his presence as champion. What I, I think his yeah. presence as I think his presence as champion is I don't want to I don't want to oversell this, mm-hmm. but I think it's improved. He definitely but I'm not gonna really go out and say good in the video package. Like I really liked the video package prior to the match. Like I think Jake actually came across really well there. Okay, yeah. So if he can so... transition that into like an actual ring, I think that would help him a lot. But I mean, he hasn't been able to previously, so that's the thing. Yes, <laughs> it's always been a problem with Jake. Um... But yeah, well, we'll we'll see. But. With Marufuji challenging, so do you uh, think so, Marufuji has a chance? It's not impossible. It depends, I think, how much, how happy they are with the numbers here. Because I feel yeah. like if they're not, like I think if Marufuji wins, that tells us that they're not happy with the numbers and they're kind of panicking and putting it on Marufuji before doing, yeah. Some sort of well, I would I would match. assume that Marafuji the the play is Marafuji versus Go then if Marafuji wins yeah I mean that's the biggest match they have yes exactly because and it's also <laughs> left at this one it's also like Go like I think Go is winning either way like I think regardless of if he's facing Jake or, or Marafuji he's winning yes I agree you got to well I mean I'd be curious to see if like Go can still pardon the pun, go. Because he was pretty banged up. And this is like his second time out with injury, right? Yeah. In the last little while. So he might not be able to go. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, though, is that because, like, one of the reasons why he is constantly so banged up is because he can't hold himself back. <laughs> right. And he's just then like, no, no, no. Like, I know I just came back from, like, time off of, like, injuries or whatever. But, like, I'm just going to, like, take, like, straight bumps straight to the floor right onto concrete. It's fine. Yeah. So, so. we'll see. Like, until he's actually not able to do that anymore, I, I'm I'm willing to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, until he's actually clear that, like, he's washed, I'm willing to, like, I'm willing to give him slack until then. Sure. Yeah, I, I am too. I think... Yeah, we'll see, but it's uh, that will be very important. Like a healthy go will be very helpful to Noah. Yes. Um, but if he's not, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because then you, the problem is you've sped up the crisis. Oh, you can't get another year out of go on top. I don't. Yeah, fucked. I don't think he has like another year long title reign on him. Like I don't think he can go. No, there. but I think they're going to need him to hold that title till January first at yes. least. Yeah. Or the N one winner maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Either end one winner or um, January first. I mean, I'm not opposed to like Go Shiozaki versus Kaito Kiyomiya at the January first show. I'll no, watch that. I'll pay for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that might be the best quality match that they could put on January first. Yeah. Because you still have the story of of Kaito never beating Go in a GHC title match. Exactly, like that's so. To me, that would be like a very logical place to go to uh, at this stage, unless they somehow yeah. do make like a big splashy like free agent signing. 
Yeah. Which uh, you can never rule out, actually. Yeah. Um, so that was the Noah show. And then we have a card for Majestic at Sumo Hall on May 4th during Golden Week. That's Golden Week, right? Uh, sure. I, I don't, I can't remember <laughs> when that is. <laughs> but I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is the beginning of May. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about this in a minute, but Paul, you know who has a you know who also has a show on this day? Uh, All Japan. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Cross booking there. Yeah. So anyway, we got Mohamed Yone and Super Crazy. He's back versus Akatoshi Saito, Taishi Ozawa, <laughs> Atsushi Kotoga, and Seki Yoshioka versus Extreme Tiger and Lancelot. No. Uh, Noah International versus GLG. Sean Legacy, Stallion Rogers, Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf versus Jack Morris, Anthony Green, Yohei and Tadasuke. Uh, that's quite the like, interesting did international you see, team. Did you see the Japanese reaction to Stallion Rogers being back? Yeah, they like him. Yeah, they, he's really over somehow. I don't get it, but like there were like so many comments. When they announced that he was going to be back, they were like, "Oh my God, Stallion Rogers is back!" Like it was like, mm-hmm. "How did he get that over?" Yeah. Uh, so new freedom battle, which is Maya Yukihi and Saki from Colors versus uh, Sumeri Natsu and uh, Ryo Mizunami. Um, that actually could be good. Yeah. No, that 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 definitely. I think that definitely has the potential to be like a pretty solid match. So, no, I I, I am looking forward to that one definitely. Uh, Noah Junior versus Congo Junior, Amaska, Junta Miyawaki, and Alejandro versus Suji Kondo, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki. Uh, continue to challenge Masa Kitamiya and Daiki Inaba versus Kazuyuki Fujita and Masato Tanaka. That's uh, that's an interesting match. Yeah. Is this a we're going to heat up Fujita and Tanaka as a tag yes. team, or yeah, yeah, that's what you think it is? Who who is taking the fall? Who is taking the fall on the Fujita Tanaka team here? Uh, Tanaka would, I would assume. Yeah, but more realistically, it's going to be Anaba. Yeah, then we're and probably then going to get like and... Fujita and Tanaka challenging. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes the most sense. Um. Martial arts rules. Masakatsu Funaki versus Shinya Aoki. This match actually got quite the pop when it was announced. Um, this is interesting. I would assume Funaki wins this. I mean, I guess so. Because yeah, A- I mean, Aoki, put, Aoki will put people yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but Funaki yeah. is also like, I'm not sure what his status is. Like, do we know if the finals of the UWF title tournament are before or after the show? Ah, that's a good question. I do not know. Because Aoki might be the late UWF champion by then. Although, I mean, <laughs> like, they possible. have to put it on. Like, you do, if you have Ito do all of this UWF nonsense, you have to put the belt on him. And not oh, it's incredibly it. stupid if Ito doesn't win that tournament. Yeah. Incredibly stupid. But it's also like what? Glee and like having your own guys lose to outsiders, name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. 
So I don't know. Uh, Deus Ex Machina, Yoshinari Hogal and Chris Wedgway versus Ida in this match. I I get that it's just random phrases that sound cool, but like this is especially egregious. (laughs) Um, Yoshinari Ogawa and Chris Wedgway versus Ada and Daga. Sure. Sure, why not? I mean, this has to end Um, in like a hair versus hair match, right? Between Ada and Ogawa. I would assume so. Because at least then we'll get something. A a Poistas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, is it Hugo de la Diosis? Jolistico versus Rey Scorpion? Hugo de la Diosis? I don't speak Spanish, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, Rey Scorpion is good. (laughs) Yeah. And as such, he is definitely one of the... uh, I don't know better luchadors they've brought in recently. Yeah, I would say so as well. Uh, it's definitely, yeah. I don't like this is another weird one as well. Or like, like, are we supposed to believe that they that Ray is a junior? Because <laughs> like, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, okay, maybe it's not as, like, I think, okay, which one is worse where they declare someone to be, like, a Dune, like, a Mexican person they declare to be a Dune? Is it him or El Tejano that was, like, a worse one as, like, pretending they're a Junior? El, El Tejano, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, looking, looking, like, Ray is at least, like, He's one seventy six at least size like height wise he's believable, but he's ninety two kilos. So No. I also don't believe those ninety two you know. kilos either. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> no. Uh that might be outdated, yeah. Uh but yeah, no, El Tejano, yeah, that's probably still the more egregious one than this. But I mean I mean look, I'm I'm at least looking forward to that. That should be that has the potential to be decent. But again, as I was talking about before, it's like the the luchadors being like off in their like own little corner doing their own thing and not really being a part of the promotion. Yeah. The next up we have um GHC Tag Team Championship Keep Exploding. Takashi Sugera and Shuhei Tanaguchi versus Saxon Huxley and Timothy Thatcher. Should have made this a I mean, I don't think current it's a... explosion match. I, I mean I think I think Sugera and Tanaguchi probably win this, but I couldn't rule it out that Thatcher and Huxley win. Yeah. I mean, because they also just like broke them away from Segura Gun as well, so it would actually make sense for them to win the belts as well. Yeah. And yeah. you can always pin Tanaguchi. Yep, you can always pin Tanaguchi. Um, but I have a feeling that Sugero and Tanaguchi are going to be facing Fujin and Tanaka. Yeah. Because that just feels like the storyline. Yeah, it's like all of the former, like, not all of the former, but like at least Fujita is like a former Segura Gun guy. And Sugera and Tanaka have their own history, of course. Yeah. And then, um, for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship, the highest peak, Hayata versus Ninja Mac. Yep. I I fully believe that this is so Hayata can get his win back. Okay. Yeah, we already talked about this. GHC National Championship. Global standard, Hio did Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Hideki Suzuki. I think this will be great. 
yeah, no, I, I'm. This is probably the match I'm actually looking forward to the most on this card. It's like that and the go. Yeah, it might be return match. Like I think, just Wagner has just been absolutely has been absolutely on fire, and Suzuki has been really good in his Noah run. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, the Goshiozaki return match back to ring. Goshiozaki, Kaido Kiyomiya, and Yoshiki Inamura versus Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya. Um, that should be pretty good. I mean, it's your Noah six man formula. It'll probably get like some time too because it's Go's return. So who takes the fall here? Because in theory, you would want to give. Do you, I mean, then again, they do in Japan relatively often do like the thing where you, you lose in your return match. But. If they want to build him up for a title match, they kind of have to have him win. But then, Keno is a or there's always just Inamura. Keno is a double tag champ. Well, in... Soya is a tag champ, but Nakajima is Nakajima. Yeah, who knows? Um, but it'll be good. I'm. I'm yes. Know. No. 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 Like the, these. Oh, I know, to me, just men. Inamura being in this just screams lost post. Yeah, that's the problem. Like that's why I'm looking and looking. Like Inamura is just staring me straight in the face and. I mean, if we're talking about, like, them pushing young guys, maybe, like, Taiji was even less of a good example, but it's, like, Yoshiki Inamura, like, it's it, it's absurd. Like, like he has never beaten a non-young boy in a singles match. Ever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's absurd. And now, the, one of the only people he can beat has disappeared. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. He can just be Taiji, like, theoretically in singles matches, now he can only be Taiji Ozawa because they haven't ever given him a winner or anyone else that isn't, like, a young boy. So, like, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And then, for the main event for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, historical crossroad, Jake Lee versus Naomichi Marafuji. Paul, I, I might be a bit of an outlier here, but I like the uh, old man Marafuji big matches still. I think he, when he wants to, he can still turn it on, which is really only a couple times a year. Yeah. But I I have a feeling that this will be good. I don't know. I just. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a it's... hunch. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but. I feel, I feel, I feel like that, that's unfortunately what it might be. I'm trying to think if these two had a match because at least they did, and I can't remember it. No, they didn't. Okay, yeah, the... no, they didn't. They didn't have a match during uh, Marufuji's uh, oh. uh, tra- Champion Carnival run. Was Jake even in that Champion Carnival, or was that when he was injured? Um, good question. I don't know actually. Yeah, I think maybe that was the one he had to set out because he was injured. Yeah. He blew out his knee, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so... We'll see. Like, I like I don't know... Because I'm just kind of struggling if kind of where Marufuji is at, if that's really the right person to go in there with Jake, because Jake generally needs someone that is more, like, dynamic than him to really get, like, something good out of him. I don't know if Marufuji at this stage can be that guy. Yeah. We'll see. I guess. Does he even want to put this guy over? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Like, I think I think he'll put Jake over, but does he really want to put Jake over? Yeah. And, and, and like I said, if if he if Jake loses here, then we know that like 
they're freaking out about what the numbers that they're drawing. Yeah. Um, and this, this, does this show get to 3,000 people? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, let's just take a look. Whoa, that's bold. I don't... Okay, let's take a look what they have to draw recently in Sumaha. Okay, so... I mean, they did get to 2,000 last time. Yeah. And with pandemic restrictions lifted, I don't know, it'll be an interesting number. Yeah. And then... Yeah, the innovation one was one five. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ideally you get to 3,000, but I just, I don't know that, like, there doesn't really seem to be that kind of energy around that promotion right now. I would even say, like, this time last year, they had more energy around them when they had to go Shiozaki with Kaito match than they do at the moment. I agree. So we'll see about that. So that's Pro Wrestling Noah. A lot going on both in and outside of the ring. We move on to All Japan and the Champion Carnival, Paul. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts after four days of the carnival? I would say it's been solid. I don't think it's been blow away yet. I oh, don't definitely know not. how I feel about some of these shorter matches basically because there's been a lot of short matches so much well the short matches are a double-edged sword yeah because i somewhat feel reminded of the um of the 2020 carnival like i don't think it's that bad but like i think no some of these are definitely better that they're short but i also feel like other matches i think have kind of suffered from being like too short these match lengths help the saitos and cyrus yeah and maybe even taco omori yeah, just because he doesn't have to go out there and work like 15 minutes every night in a singles match. No, exactly. Uh, uh, but you can argue that they're hurting your Yumas yeah. and your Kentos T -Hawk. and T-Hawk. Kojima yeah. could and, still go that long if he, Kojima can still go longer if he wants to. Yeah. So, yeah, solid, but nothing blow away, but nothing like horrible either because they they are wisely keeping certain matches short. Yeah. I mean, I can't say so right side go... with the Kawamori was a bad match, but simply because it's a minute 30. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, what do you think of the Junior Tag Battle of Glory so far? That one, I've, uh, that one I have liked. Like, the, But again, oh, it's, also it's where, pretty like, darn good. Longer, longer matches would really help here. <laughs> yes. Well, there was one match that got like 11 minutes that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's also the best um, one, I think, of the tournament, but we'll get to that. Yes, definitely. Uh, so we start off on uh, going back to uh, April 8th at Corican Hall in front of 634 fans because this show ran at the same time as New Japan Sakura Genesis. Yeah, maybe don't run uh, a show this... where like a former trainee of yours is about to win the top belt of the top promotion in the country. Seems like a bad idea because that might cannibalize well, the audience. Here's the thing. I don't think that they have much... like. I mean, aren't Corkin dates like picked a year in advance yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah. It's probably not the easiest. Like, and again, their last Corkin show before the Oda Ward finals is going up against 
Noah's Sumo Health Show. Yeah. Which... Also not ideal. Not ideal. So, well, maybe... I mean, the, the only Noah show that ever hurt them was the Muda bye-bye, final bye-bye. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure if a Noah Sumo Hall will hurt them as much as Secure Genesis. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we definitely know Noah's in the absolute shit if, if somehow all Japan outdraws them. That's, that's, well, I don't, I don't think, think that will happen, happen, I think. But... but then we're in like absolute, complete paddock territory. Yeah. Uh, so we start off the show with uh, Junior Tag Battle of Glory special three-way match. This was not a tournament match. It was Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura defeated Atsuki Oyagi, Rising Hayato, and Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanizaki in six minutes and 40 seconds when Tamura pinned Doi with the powerbomb. Mm-hmm. And this will set up a Tamura challenging Doi for the junior title at the Oda Ward Finals on the 7th. The Dan push is Paul, real. The Dan push is real. Paul, I was want to bring this up. Could you make a case that in 2023 so far, Hio, Dr. Wagner Jr., and Dan Tamara are two candidates for most improved wrestler? I think you absolutely can because I think Dan has just, like, he really is showing, like, a completely, like, different attitude now. And, yeah, I mean, we've been raving about Wagner nonstop. So, no, I think very easily you could say those two, to me, are, like, the favorites right now for, like, most improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the junior tag battle of glory, Kaido Ishida and Kataro Suzuki defeated uh, Ryo Inoue and Oji Shiba in 6 minutes and 32 seconds with a face kick uh, from Ishida on Inoue um, this, was, <laughs> this match happened 11 days ago but uh, let me see here yeah I mean it was good just really short yeah no it was fine like that's all, also the best I can say about it yeah uh, champion Carnival Block B. Ray Saito defeated Takao Omori in one minute and thirty-one seconds <laughs> with the drill hole pile driver. Certainly, it's a choice to open up your champion Carnival. <laughs> yeah, Block A. Cyrus defeated Jun Saito in two minutes and fifty-eight seconds with the reverse splash. Again, not um, bad. No timeline. Champion Carnival Block B. Hokuto Omori defeated Shuji Ishikawa in 8 minutes and 56 seconds with the Narcissist Lock. I've seen uh, opinions all over the place on this match. I liked it. Uh, just the finish was abrupt. But I thought Hokuto acquitted himself well doing the sort of like smaller guy versus bigger guy thing. Yeah. It actually somewhat reminded me of like what Shuji Ishikawa and Yuma Aoyagi matches used to be years ago. When mm-hmm. basically Ishikawa would just dominate Yuma. And then I think like that is actually I think how Yuma got his first win ever over Ishikawa as well. Where basically Ishikawa just dominated the match and then Yuma kind of came back out of nowhere and won the match. So yeah, I think that's fine. And the Hokuto push is real too. Yes, that one as well. <laughs> uh, now that he can drink again. <laughs> um... Did give him his power. Yeah. Uh Yoshi Tatsu defeated T-Hawk in 6 minutes and 58 seconds with a ref- by referee stop with the Yoshi Tatsu fantasy. Uh, well, you had to get those T-Hawk losses out of the way. Yes, yes. Because, right? Uh, they're, they're, let's just say the G-Rex belt is still present on these shows, but it is no longer on the same person. 
Yep. Um, and then in the B block, Matabusoya defeated Shitaro Shino in six six minutes and forty eight seconds with the Dando Lariat. Now this is where I had the problem because these guys actually I thought were pretty good, and then it was just like bam, match over. Yeah, yeah. This was also the one for um, me where it's like this could have been a great match, but they just simply didn't have the time. Yeah. Uh, Ryuk, oh, I'm sorry. Alhio de Shuji Kondo uh, <laughs> defeated uh, Satoshi Kojima in nine minutes and eleven seconds with the final vent. Uh, what do you think of Ryuki Honda's new look, Paul? It's weird. Like it's uh, yeah, like you said, like he looks like I don't know. To me, he looks like a cross between Shuji Kondo and uh, Suwama, <laughs> which is interesting. And he definitely looks like he belongs in Mad Max. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. But I mean, I think I believe it was like just the last show where I was talking about. I don't think we're that far away from a Ryuki Honda push, and seems like we're already there. Well, yeah. I mean, he pins Kojima on. He pins Kojima. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Um. And he. Well, I mean, it wasn't clean, no. but I mean, he's a heel again. If there's yeah. any sort of, you know, I guess he was sort of a tweener and. GOA, I guess he's still in GOA, but he's he's way more of a heel now. Yes, this. no, he's he's very obviously a heel at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that would become even more clear in like other matches as well. Because yeah, this one wasn't clean, but yeah. I feel like other matches he had in this tournament were even less clean than that. Yeah, and in the Champion Carnival Block B, Suwama beat Yuma Anzai in 14 minutes and 51 seconds. The backdrop hold. Um. I think I know what they were going for here because as much as we'll talk about Anzai's progress, I think Suwama is going to be a roadblock for him for yep. the next little while. And so they sort of wanted to establish that. But if that was the point, then why didn't they just, this could have just been 10 or 11 minutes instead of like almost 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he gives some more time to like other matches as well. But yeah. But I still thought it was fine. And as I said, this is really kind of just. Suwama needs to get his win back over Anzai. I think that's okay. And then you give Anzai like something to work towards. Uh, yeah. And then in the main event, the 10th match of the show. Uh, and I forgot to mention that Noah Sumo Hall show has 14 matches on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which hopefully means that the junior tag title matches won't be 25 minutes. Um, main event. Uh, Yuma Aoyagi defeats Kento Miyahara in 18 minutes and 22 seconds with The Fool. This is the first time that Yuma has pinned Kento in a singles match. I mean, this was not as good as their recent singles matches. No. I mean, it's still pretty good. It's still, I think, the best match of the show. But do you think that was sort of deflating that this was Yuma's first win? I was actually, I was actually prepping up the question where I wanted to ask you if this was uh, the right choice to actually give Yuma the win here. <laughs> like, if this feels actually like the wrong time to do it, because it's like in front of like 630 fans at Corican Hall. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, will, I, I feel well, like it feels like a little bit of a waste to do it here. Um, I'm of two minds of this because it's like. It's sort of like I don't know what is it, what does it tell you that the next time that they have a triple crown match that Yuma's winning or that Kento's going to win another triple crown match before Yuma 
finally uh, beats him. Gets it. I don't know. Yeah, because that that's yeah. what it feels like to me. Where like, because he got his win here that uh, Kento is the one winning the carnival and getting the match with Nagata instead of Yuma. Well, I don't know if Kento's Kento's winning that carnival. Um, because is 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 great gonna let Kento beat their champion? Yeah. Because it's T-Hawk versus Kento on that last night. So I don't know what the politics are. But also, well, I'll get to this later, uh, but I'm a little unsure about who's going to win this A block actually now. Okay. Um, So we'll see. But uh, Paul, I saw a lot of negative reaction to this show. I can't say it was a great show, but I don't think it was as nearly as bad as some people said. And I don't think night two, spoiler alert, was dramatically better. Um, that, that some people claimed also. No, I, uh, I don't think it was great bad. either. But I think I feel like sometimes the carnival kind of falls victim to its own expectations. Basically, like I think we kind of yeah. have a tendency to basically be like too hyped for the carnival. And because I feel like generally mm-hmm. people also like save their powder for like the last couple of shows and actually like early on. Like it's a very backloaded tournament, I want to say. Like I feel like that's like it isn't really like night in and night out, night out when you get the excellent matches. It generally yeah. tends to be more towards the back end when people will like actually go all in. Mm-hmm. And then so we go to uh, May t- or sorry, April 10th at Hodagaya Public Hall in Yokohama. In block B, Hokuto Omori defeated Takao Omori in 4 minutes and 57 seconds with a referee stop from the narcissist locked. There wasn't much to this except for Omori or Hokuto beating, <laughs> you know, Omori, which is which is a major, you know, a milestone for him. Yeah. Does it mean now he now wins the name of uh, Omori? <laughs> yes. Um, next up we had in the a block. Ryuki Honda defeated Yoshi Tatsu in two minutes and two seconds with the Yoshi Tatsu fantasy cutback, which is hilarious. And honestly, I thought that they, they booked that perfectly. Yes, this this the one this the short match where I'm like, no, that that this one had the perfect length where like Honda just goes in there, and then he just rolls him up immediately, more or less. A three-way tag match. Black Mensa Ray and Cyrus defeated Atsuki Yaki and Rising Hayato and Shotaro Asino and Masao Hanabata when Mensa Ray uh, pinned Hanabata after Cyrus threw him on him. Uh, this was this was actually kind of fun just for Cyrus in there with the juniors. Yeah, that was fun. Um, junior tag battle of glory. Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanizaki defeated Ryo Inoue and Oji Shiba in five minutes and 24 seconds with an implant bomb from Tanizaki on Shiba. Again, a solid five minute action match, but there's not much more to say. Like, I mean, I would say that the ceiling has been, or the floor has been higher on these uh, junior tag battle of glory matches, but still they're like five or six minute, you know, high energy Sprints. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was all action as well. Like I really yeah. I, I really liked this one, but yeah, it, it was five minutes. And then uh Junior Tag Battle of Glory. Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara defeated Kaido Ashida and Katara Suzuki in eleven minutes and nine seconds when Tamara pinned Suzuki with the power bomb. I thought this is the best match of the tournament so far. Yeah. 
It was great. I would actually the, say it's the best match of the tour so far. Ooh. Yeah, I think you can make that case, actually. Um, and uh, the Dan push is real. Yes. No, this one, again, another great Dan performance as well, where he, like, he's just really, like, because not that long ago, he was, like, the guy taking the heat always, but now he's, like, in there as, like, the dominant guy, basically, where he is, like, just, yeah, I really feel like he's really found his own with this kind of power junior style that he's doing now. Yeah. And then in the champion carval block B, Manabusoya defeated Yuma Anzai in 8 minutes and 41 seconds. Now, this was a squash. Well... <laughs> Maybe not, but it was one of the more dominant performances over Anzai this tour, mm-hmm. apart from the Suwama thing. Yeah, it really is is interesting that it always seems to be different when Anzai is like facing people not from all Japan, minus yeah. maybe like the match and Great and his first match with Nagata. Mm-hmm. But like the ones that have been like closest to like traditional like young boy matches of Anzai were like this match. Uh, the match he had with Shingo and the match he had with uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, so, and then Block B. Rei Saito defeated Shuji Ishikawa in 7 minutes and 31 seconds <laughs> with the drill a hole pile driver. Paul, is the Rei Saito push real? I mean, it definitely seems like it definitely establishing him as being like the better of the two. Yeah. Well, Paul, so, I think he is the better of the two. I, I mean, think yes, he's, no, I mean, it's not just, yes, he is better. <laughs> I, I think he's a better worker, and I think he's got more, he's, he's got the charisma thing down better than June. Yeah, I mean, in terms of work, I think they're close, but I think in terms of charisma, they're not even close at all. Ray yeah. just, is just so much more charismatic than June is. And, um, yeah, I mean, and also this match was shockingly good for what it was. Yes, that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, this the two big men running into each other and it worked. You know, seven and a half minutes in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, not that, enough time to get tired either. And then in block A, Kento Miyahara defeated Jun Saito in nine minutes and 10 seconds with an inside cradle. Again, I mean, Kento, I think, was a miracle worker here. Uh, this was pretty good too. Yeah, no, I mean, as I said, like Kento really carried this match. He really got like Kento carried this match more than Shuji carried it. His yes, yes, that's for sure. But Kento is a much better worker at this point than Shuji is. So (laughs) (laughs) that's true too. Um, In the Champion Carnival Block A, Yuma Aoyagi defeated T Hawk in 14 minutes and two seconds with the Fool. And um, I think this is the best match of the Champion Carnival so far. you know, um, just solid back and forth action, all action against. Well, I dare I say, T Hawk is also finding a lot more charisma these days too. Yeah, I mean, especially after something that will happen a little later as well. But yeah, I, I thought this was a good match. I don't think I would go like four stars on it. Like I think it was, for me, it was still below that. But it was the best champion carnival match. Like, But I just preferred uh, Doyen Tanizaki versus Inoue and Shiba. Uh, not, uh, sorry, not that one. The Tamara and Sato versus Ishida and Suzuki uh, during attack battle match uh, to this one just slightly. Yeah. I actually think I preferred um, uh, T-Hawk versus 
um, Yuma, but it was close. So then we go to uh, April 15th, Nagoya International Conference Hall in front of 935 fans. Uh, Onita is a draw. <laughs> uh, junior Tag Battle of Glory. Uh, Rio Inoue and Oji Shiba defeated Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara when uh, uh, Shiba used a Ungai Soten on uh, Sato for a huge win. Shiba is finally getting a push. Yeah. Pinning a former junior. Huge for that as well. Oh yeah! Oh, did you notice he was quite over? Yeah. Um. So he from like that that area, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um. But uh, from Kumamoto. Okay. I think I think all Japan needs to maybe get their claws into this guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he hasn't been injured. That I am a little afraid of is like. The reason he originally left Dragon Gate was like injury issues, but mm-hmm. he seems to have been holding up really well. Like, and if he is actually like reliable, then yeah, you absolutely like need to bring this guy in, like on a more permanent basis. Yes, definitely. Especially because otherwise, Great might sign him because he is a member of Sixty Seconds. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, but I think that there's a place for him in the All Japan Junior Division. Yeah, definitely. And he's only 26 as well. So. Yeah, for sure. And then next up, we had at, in the Junior Tag Battle of Glory, Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Hayato defeating Naruki Doi Naoki Tanizaki in 7 minutes and 8 seconds um, when Aoyagi pinned um, Tanizaki. So, uh, this was too short, but I thought it was really good for what it was. Yeah, same. Uh, like, this was another one that kind of fell victim to the matches just being really, really short. Where mm-hmm. I think this actually could have been like a four-star match if they actually had gotten more time. But yeah, it was definitely. good for what it was. Uh, I'm just going to bring this up now because I forgot to mention we're talking about All Together again. But uh, what I would like to see on in All Together again uh even though they don't generally book a lot of foreigners on these shows, is putting Atsuki and Hayato in the ring with Francesco Akira because all three of them have made huge strides since Akira left all Japan. And I think it would be awesome to see them together. Yeah. yeah. To like get them, get the band back together in a way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I somehow think that might not happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we had this strange four-way match which is something like only like the second or third four-way match in all Japan history. Uh, Hokuto Omori defeated Shuji Ishikawa, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito in four minutes and five seconds when uh, Omori used the narcissist role on Rei. Uh, I don't know what this was other than just to get everyone on the card. Yeah, especially because it was four minutes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get, get this one either. Um, and then All-Asia Tag Team Championship, Tornado Bunkhouse, Megaton Current, Blast Deathmatch. Tsushi Onida and Yoshitatsu uh, defeated Takaho Mori in Black Mensurei in 10 minutes and 38 seconds when Onida pinned Mensurei after hitting him with the current Blast Bat. All I'll say is that this is not necessarily as bad as you might think, but that doesn't mean it was no. good either. No. Just that it wasn't like that, That's what I would always awful. say about these like, bad matches is that they never bad but they're never good like they're entertaining because the bad exploding is entertaining 
Like, Man, that bat like, was like so can't... loud. So loud in this hall because I think the ceiling in the Nagoya like conference hall is really high. So yeah. like this just it's just echoing throughout this entire like. And you could like, hear the crowd crazy. after that first blast. They were just like making all this weird noise. Like like what the yeah, fuck yeah. just happened? I think they also didn't expect it to be this loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, but looks like we're with more Omori, uh, more Onin and Yoshitatsu for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. What makes me question is generally in the junior tag battle of glory, you get an all Asia tag title shot. Is that going to happen again? And I would hope that the winners beat Onita and Yoshitatsu. Yeah. But is that, I don't know. Are we going to get Aoyagi and Rising Hayato versus Otsushi, Onita and Yoshitatsu? That's going to be weird. That's gonna and be then really weird. I would assume that in that case, I mean, I would be monumentally stupid to beat the Aoyagi and Hayato. But yeah. I would assume in that case, then Aoyagi pins Yoshitatsu. Maybe Probably. rolls him up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to get these bells off of like these guys somehow at some point. So. Yeah. And then in... Block A in the Champion Carnival. Cyrus defeated Yuma Aoyagi in 7 minutes and 3 seconds with a reverse splash. I thought this was solid. Cyrus is made, has improved. You know, I'm not going to say he's a super worker or anything. But also, you know, Yuma just there selling for him and everything helped made the match. Mm-hmm. And I think Cyrus is also like a guy that is like believable in beating anyone because he's so big. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, Cyrus has been, I think, pretty good. He hasn't dragged anything down, but he hasn't been put in long matches, which is also the right idea. Yeah. No, that, that's um, what you need to do here. Yuma, Yuma's good at selling as well, so like, that really helps too. Was this, was this the match where he hit that Claymore, which I thought looked really good? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I think it might have been. Anyway, Cyrus should keep using that Claymore. It looks really good. Yeah. Not He's not like Drew McIntyre, but he gets a decent amount of height for a man his size. Um, Definitely does, yeah. Uh, and then Champion Carnival Block A. Kento Miyahara defeated Ryuki Honda in 8 minutes and 42 seconds. They had Honda attack Miyahara after the June Saito Miyahara match of the show before, which I forgot to mention. To set this up. Yeah, after Jun Saito also attacked him. <laughs> yes. Like, Kento basically got beaten down by Jun Saito. It's just barely getting back up, and then you see Ryuki Honda sprinting into the match to, like, hit him with the final win. Yeah. Again, I thought this was really good. It was heated, but it sort of also sort of fell victim. Even another two or three minutes could have held this a match a lot. But it was still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and if we're talking about, like, Honda and heel antics, this was just completely filled with just... Yeah, like, like a low blow. Fucking Ryuki Flair over here, just constantly low blowing Keto. Yeah. Um, and then Champion Carnival A block. T Hawk defeated Satoshi Kojima in seven minutes and two seconds. He's doing the roll up things again. Remember last mm-hmm. year's Champion Carnival? Yep. Yep. When he won all of the um, matches in the roll up. Yeah. Mildly surprising, I guess, uh, result. Um,. Well, but that's also because Teok had a new belt, new shiny belt. Well, yeah, he's now the G-Rex champion at this point. 
Did you? I watch mean, that I thought time, it was. By the way? I have not. It, it's well worth. It's well worth a watch. Like I thought it was. Great. I've heard. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. like. Uh, I think of it like four and a quarter on it. Okay. And um. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but this is we're getting into like the length of the match being hurt by, or sorry, the match being hurt by the length. Yeah, because no, T Hawk and and Kojima could have a nice fifteen minute banger. Yeah, and so I was also like disappointed when like it, I was like, oh yeah, okay, let's get going, and then T Hawk just rolls him up and wins, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and next up, Block B, Yuma Anzai defeated Shitaro Ashino in ten minutes and twenty nine seconds. The German suplex hold. This is, I think, Anzai's biggest singles victory to date, mm-hmm. and um. It's pretty surprising result, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I think at this stage he should be the junior. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> um, yeah. But to be honest, I kind of expected this result. Like, I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Like, I actually okay. wasn't that surprised that he beat Ashino here. Because he had, he had already lost two matches and we knew he wasn't gonna go win this he had to win somewhere and we were mm. just talking about where like with the arrival of Anza it really feels like now kind of Ishino's time has passed in a way so for yeah. me it only made sense that Anza would be like that Ishino would be like Anza's first carnival winner here win here yeah just to uh, kind of like really establish that like Anza is the guy now and Ishino's yesterday's news basically Match was uh, which is unfortunate. I like I love Ashino, yeah, but like that's yeah, just very clearly where this seems to be going. I was once a huge Ashino booster, especially when he showed up in all Japan. But it's like I, I'm not even upset about it anymore, just because there's so much more talent. Yeah. Right. And it's I, crazy I, I to feel think like he's he's leaving at the end of the year. Like I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock. I would be now. shocked if he stays. Quite honestly. Um. Can you believe it's almost been three years of Ashino in all Japan? Yeah. Like almost to the date, right? Yeah, June, I think, 03. Or 2020, June 2020. Yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting three it's years. It's been something, yeah. You got like that they, they never, right out of the gate and then, yeah. And they, and they never did a big Kento versus Ashino match either. They had a match in the carnival though, right? Yeah, and Ashino won. Yeah. But they yeah, never Kenta did never like a. a <laughs> they never did a triple crown match, which I was kind of surprised by. Did he really only get that one triple crown shot against? Uh, he got two. Suwama, that's it. He got two against two, Suwama. Okay. Oh, two against Suwama. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah. And one he against Jake Lee. Did he not? Did he get a match with Jake? Maybe. Oh yeah, did he get the one just before Jake? No. Did he get? Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Let me take a look. Where I thought he did. Am I dreaming that one up? Uh, let me see if I can figure that one out real quick. Okay, here's Ashino. Was he not? Um, no, yes. No, he did get three title matches. He got the two against Suwama. Uh, and then he got uh, one in July of 2021 against Drake. Yeah, I think that was I Jake's that was first Jake's defense. First, I think that was Jake's first defense, yeah. Yeah. 
so sort of fascinating to think about that very different uh um very 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 different world yeah but then basically since then he's just been very much like on a downward spiral yeah yeah like even like because it's like because because i just look for triple crown and he like the only other time he was even remotely involved with the triple crown was when he lost to honda in the tournament right after jake got um what did you think of the match though this match um yeah i i, I liked the match i i thought yeah, the match so was pretty solid yeah, yeah. I, I i think i think enzo is building up like a nice arsenal like i think because he really kind of got dominated by Ashino in this match, and then mm-hmm. when he like comes back and hits that hits that knee, like I think the crowd has already been like conditioned to like see that as like, oh yeah, like like they're popping huge for it because they're not just popping yeah. for it like they would for like a normal like young boy comeback. They're popping for it for like oh this is like an actual comeback where he will like actually win the match now. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And then the main event, Block B. Suhama defeated Manabu Soya in 15 minutes and 13 seconds with a backdrop. This was not good, Paul. This was <laughs> yeah, Suwama doing cool. his thing. Lots of crowd brawling, them fighting with things like an umbrella. Suwama used an umbrella at one point on Soya and just some plotting stuff in between. I did not enjoy it. No, the worst thing is it wasn't even the most egregious Obama match of the tournament that that will come. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, this also this also wasn't very good, and this will probably lead to like a tag title match, I suppose. But yeah, also really excited about this. Yeah. Um. And then we go to so that's that show. Then we go the next day on the sixteenth in Axe City Hamamatsu. Yuma Anzai defeated Takao Mori in 7 minutes and 46 seconds with a German suplex hold. Expected. He mm-hmm. has defeated a former Triple Crown champion. Um, solid enough match. Nothing really to it, yeah. but it was um, fine. Next well, up, Shitaru... Like Mori will just go like completely zero points in this tournament. Yeah. Um, Takao Mori will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chevy Carnival. Shitaro Shino finally gets on the board by defeating Hokuto Omori in 7 minutes and 12 seconds with a T-bone suplex. Paul, was there something just missing in this match? Like, it was technically yeah. good, but like, I just, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was just like, kind of no excitement around it, in a way. Mm-hmm. And these two have, in theory, have history with each other. But Yeah. yeah. But it just, yeah, felt like something was missing. Um, next up, A Block. T-Hawk defeated June Saito in 6 minutes and 42 seconds with a roll-up type move, of course. Um, I watched this match yesterday and I can't even remember what happened in it other than the finish. To be honest, um, I had also literally forgotten this match until I just saw it on the run sheet. Yeah. Um, I don't recall it being bad or anything. It was perfectly serviceable. I mean, T-Hawk... Oh, yeah, no, I remember. T-Hawk was doing a lot of, like, drop kicks to the legs and stuff. Trying to, you know, sell it as the, um, as, like, the little guy. But I don't think... Ju- but what I had noted that June really didn't do anything here of note. It was nope. all carried by T-Hawk. 
However, we go to Ray Saito defeating Manabu Soya in 9 minutes and 47 seconds in the B block with the drill hole pile driver. Uh, I thought this was a, ni- a nice little match. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I, I thought this was a better match for Soya than Tsubama was, <laughs> which is interesting. Oh, I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, 9 minutes is a little longer for a Ray, 9 minutes 47 seconds, a little longer by Ray's standards in this tournament, but... I mean, he had his best when he's against another bruiser. Yeah, which Soya is really good at. So, yeah, so it it worked. Yeah. Um, look, I'll say this: I think the Saitos, especially Ray, have over delivered, given to what my expectations were of them in this tournament. Yes, so far they definitely have. Yeah. Now that's because they've been carried in some cases, especially <laughs> June, because he had that match against Kento, right? But still, you can't say that they are like dragging this tournament down. No, yeah, you, you also need to be able to be carried. Like it can't be a complete stuff. No. And next up, we had Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Ryo Inoue defeating Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamara, Black Mensa Ray, and Hideki Shrek Shikin. One of those guys is not like the other. In 13 minutes and 51 seconds, when yeah, Black uh, Mensa Yuma... Ray because it's the only one that doesn't regularly work hard at. <laughs> yeah, uh, when uh, Yuma used the fool to pin Mensa Ray. Um, I mean, it was a perfectly fine eight-man tag. Just sort of get Kento on the card and get the stuff, whatever. I do like watching Kento sell for Shrek, though. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> like, especially when they did it in the post-match as well. Yeah. Where Shrek was, like, threatening to come back to the ring, and then Kento had to, like, bow to the crowd or something. Yeah. And then he shook some, like, kid's hand. Or no, he yeah. he wiped himself with a towel, which you can do now that restrictions are getting lifted. <laughs> um, next up in A block, Ryuki Honda defeated Cyrus in four minutes and forty three seconds with a lariat. Again, short and to the point, but it was fun, mm-hmm. right? These are the two guys that were can have like a nice short match and mm-hmm. it like not feel like you've been cheated by anything. Yeah, and it's and it's also like. Cyrus also seemed like like sold like the loss really well where he was like basically he just got caught with the lariat and pinned out of nowhere and then and the yeah. post match was like what no I got caught ah damn it yeah the next up in A block again Satoshi Gojima defeated Yoshitatsu in nine minutes and twenty seconds the lariat this is like the most mid match that ever mid yeah like it was perfectly fine paint by numbers match and Kojima finally gets a win. It was also like the one that I remember from this is like that they did the standoff at the beginning of the match and I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> like, it's Satoshi Kojima versus Yoshitatsu. Like, nothing against Kojima, but like more like it's Yoshitatsu. Like, yeah, on. exactly, right? <laughs> um, And then Block B, Shuji Ishikawa defeated Suwama in 17 minutes and 51 seconds with the giant slam. Sorry, I thought that was, uh, are you sure it wasn't 17 hours? Uh, yeah, I know. This was way more egregious than that Soya match, which is surprising because, Paul, do you remember the two, the banger these guys had in 2021 Champion Carnival? Yeah, yeah. With accidental blood and everything? Yeah. No. Oh, and that match was yeah. actually like, like I think like 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for some reason they decided in this one to like turn Shuji Ishinkawa into a giant version of last year's Dan Tamara. Yeah, it was just Suwama working him over, doing the voodoo murder shit. It was not mm-hmm. good. Quite possibly the worst match that they've ever had against each other. 
And it's also the crowd didn't give a shit at all. No. Like, it wasn't even that this was a bad crowd. Like, the crowd was hot for, like, other stuff on the show. And they were just silent for this, like, whole, like, crowd brawling. And then just Suwama hanging, like, Shuji Ishikawa over the ring. And, like, they didn't care at all about any of it. Nope. And, um, yeah, that was probably the worst match of the tournament. Yeah, I think that that's very safe. Just Unless that's especially like because alongside the match that goes badly somehow. But like again, like I don't even see how this could be worse than this. Yeah, so that is the champion carnival so far. Uh next week on the twenty fifth will be the big Kojima versus Kento match at Cork and Hall. Uh so you can have that to look forward to. And so our standings are A block, Ryuki Honda six, Yuma Aoyagi four. Cyrus 4, Kento Miyahara 4, T-Hawk 4, Satoshi Kojima 2, Yoshitatsu 2, Jun Saito 0. Block B, Rei Saito on top with 6. <laughs> Hokuto Omori with 4, Manobu Soya with 4, Suwama with 4, Yume Anzai with 4, Shuji Ishikawa with 2, Shotaro Ashino with 2, and Taka Omori with 0. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you have any thoughts about who's going to win this different from what you thought about earlier? I still feel like Block A is coming down to Kento or Yuma. Yeah. Like I just don't see who else is coming out of this block. And then so B is, block. Hmm? So is Kojima toast? Like, you don't even think he's going to be a threat? I think he's definitely... I think he's going to get a few more wins like now. But I don't know if he actually will get into contention. I'm sort of... Supp- like, see, this is the thing where I'm like... Is Kojima going to come out of nowhere and like win this block? Because it just seems a strange way to start him off. You would want to start him off strong. True. But maybe the story is just that Kojima doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> I would be fine with that. He's just a body. Yeah. Um, like, because like, like, to me, I... then, if Kojima wins block A... Like then, whoever comes out of Block B needs to win the tournament, and I just don't see a, like a tournament winner in Block B. Yeah, Suwam. <laughs> yeah, like because I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that it's Suwama because that would just be the most boring possible option if if this just I mean Nagata versus Suwama. Okay, what about Nagata versus Suwama? Nagata retains. And then... There's a... Oda Ward gym show in June, and that's where Nagata drops it? Is that before or after altogether? Oh. Uh, I don't know if you want to walk into altogether with an outsider as the Triple Crown champion. Especially an outsider that will be on the show. Let me just pull up the schedule here. And let's see where... Um, okay, so June 2023. Yeah, it's it's before. The June Oda Ward is on the 17th. Okay, so you could do that there then. Because I also don't think it's a great idea if you walk into that show with Suwama as your champion. 
No. And I Suwama really should not be triple crown champion again. No. It's a it's but also it's it's a it's a waste of a champion carnival. Yeah. Like I mean on the other hand though, obviously, like I said, I still not giving up on the crazy scenario that Anzai makes the final. And if you put could I mean that would be because you could do that where he wins the carnival right away, he beats Kojima and then he loses to Nagara. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? So it's hard to say. I hope they don't do something stupid though. <laughs> no, yeah, Suwama, Suwama would be the stupid option here. But like again, like from B block, there's just like no one else in there. Like I like Hokuto Mori, but that's not the level that he's at. Like at I think Ishikawa, Ashino, and Takao Mori are all already toast. Like mm-hmm. race, like I like race Hyder, but no, that's just no. A hard no. Yeah, and so uh, media, for the like, G- and Soya, Soya is an outsider. So yeah, and uh, for the junior tag battle of glory, everybody has two points. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> makes it easy. Uh, yeah, and uh, just quickly, I'm gonna finish off with some evolution talk. Uh, they have a show on May 5th at Shinkiba, their second show. The card was announced. It will be Chi-Chi versus Maya Yukihi, Sunny versus Mei Saruga, and Zones versus Hiroyu Matsumoto, which I have to say, that's all really good uh, matchmaking, I think. Mm-hmm. I think everyone compliments uh, themselves very well in that one. Paul, did you watch any clips? Did you watch any of the clips? I haven't had the time, like I said, them working. So I I, (laughs) I watched the clips. I don't know if this show is airing, but Samurai Mm -hmm. TV has footage because they aired it on whatever that show is. Like the, you know, the the show they air were like all around wrestling and everything like that. The Occupation of the Indies. Yeah. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, Indies with a Z, right? (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, I mean, I thought everyone looked solid. I mean, it's hard to to uh, tell just from clips, but I mean, like the Joshi rookies, so they do a lot more moves. They have larger move sets than the men rookie, the male rookies do. Yeah, and they all have their look, their own looks, and everything like that. So, I mean, I look. I mean, Suama does not exactly have a bad track record when it comes to being a trainer. The All Japan oh, Dojo sure. is. All Japan Dojo is pretty good, so I'm not surprised that all of these women have clearly show potential. Did you see? It's just the qu- getting cupped. I did. She well, I mean, she's already like an athlete and a bodybuilder. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised that she has back issues. Yeah, but that like, like even that. like that seems like actually like because the whole cupping thing doesn't actually work. But oh yeah, that actually like the way that her back looked, I feel like that actually did damage. Nagata's had some pretty very excessive. Nagata's had some pretty uh, intense cupping too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's always weird when they when they when they do that before matches and then they just come out for a match and their back just looks absolutely disgusting. Right. Um, so I think things went well. That these matches existed full because they had a, a fan event where they watched the matches with the fans who were attended. So I don't know what's going to happen to this. Yeah, it is. Um, Anyway, uh, but the problem here is, despite the promise I think all three of these women have, the problem is the sort of we're going to run into the with greats women's division, which may have lost um, 
uh, Michiko Miyagi even, is who's going to put these women over? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you yeah. basically fed um, um, Miyagi to like every like notable woman in the indies from like Chihiro Ashimoto to, you know, everyone. Hmm. So who's who? Who are they going to be able to pin? Yeah, no, that isn't, and it's only three of them as well. Like, it's yeah, not like you can. There's like a fourth trainee. There's a fourth trainee whose name has not been disclosed. But, uh, but yeah, so that's that's sort of the issue with all of this. But I mean, maybe they should work with Noah. I mean. I guess, but like Noah doesn't have. I I don't even know if Noah really has a women's division either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But I will say, and I was skeptical at first, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, so. No, no, they do. Uh, yeah, I, like I've, I've heard good things. Like I haven't really watched it, but yeah, everyone that's been talking about it has been like, yeah, these three all seem pretty solid. Yeah, so we'll uh, I think hopefully like putting like putting Sunny in there with someone like May as well, who's like pretty good. Well, well, Sunny is the clearly the high speed of the group, like you yeah. know, the high speed wrestler of the group, and in there with May Saruga is perfect. Uh, Zones is the bruiser, and so is you know Hiroyu Matsumoto is the bruiser, and like although I think Chi Chi is sort of being positioned as the de facto ace. So that is evolution. Paul, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I guess maybe going back to Noah a bit because it's like, I don't know if you have that same feeling as well. Like it feels like that whole promotion is in like a weird holding pattern at the moment. Yes. Like it just feels like because it's kind of floating in space. It does in a way. Because well, it's like... Goes coming back and he's not back yet. What's mm-hmm. Jake doing with the title? I mean, I don't know. I like that show for the most part. You know, the juniors stuff was the was the stuff that really dragged it down for me in any way. But there's definitely flashes of good stuff there. Although I think you did say that the only good thing is the Wagner reign. Yeah, um, like because like it's the only thing that really excites me. Like I don't think there's anything right now going on in Noah that really like excites me. I I like Jake, good looking guys as a unit. Yeah, but like like I said that like it's I like it, but I don't think it's like something where I'm like like intensely looking forward to it at the moment. Like I I'm cautiously optimistic for Yoi and Tadasuke, but I'm not like being like oh yeah that this is like definitely I will I know for a fact that this will be good. Whereas with Wagner, I think we're at a point now where I'm like, yeah, no, I know the match that he is in will be good. And I don't think I really mm-hmm. have that for anyone else at the moment. And I think it's also like because like they have the whole feud, feud with All Japan going, but that's obviously yeah. on hold where All Japan is doing yeah. the carnival. And I think that's kind of hurting Noah in a way because that feud can't progress in the meantime. No, no. And I... From what I can tell, that first tag title defense by Keno and Soy is going to be in Noah. Yeah, probably against Suwama and Kono. The Twin Gate as well, like that. Yeah, like for both of those, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I just won your belt, you idiots, and I'm only one of the defended in Noah." Yeah, so I mean that could give Noah some juice in going in, uh, you know, in the middle of May and onwards. But I think 
I mean, we might be up for a, we might be getting another like upheaval if this Subo Hall show bombs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so. and also one more thing, I actually forgot to bring that up when we're talking about all together. Um, I guess that means we're not getting a cyber fight festival this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, no announcement, and it would think that you would announce that by now. So that's really yeah. strange. Like they already announced like the rest of the June schedule as well. So it seems like this is taking the spot of that. Paul, I'm not sure if Cyberfight Festival was the most cost-effective uh, event. No, it definitely. No, I mean, it definitely didn't make money. Like, even if they had sold more tickets for it, it wouldn't have made money because. But again, I don't think it needed to either. That's the thing. No. But so maybe, maybe they, they realize they're going to do it later this year. But yeah, like I, I think it would. Paul, be what are they? If it's cash. What if they do Cyberfight Festival? What are they going to run to like actually? Draw people. Uh, you bring back Takeshita versus Takeshita versus Jake Lee. Like I don't like. But but to be fair, we never gotten like I I actually maybe. <laughs> but there's you know no I mean? way AEW would agree to Jake Lee to pin one of their guys. Absolutely no. <laughs> no. But I'm just saying, there's not a lot of. I just doesn't feel like there's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Right now. But again, then, then I'm asking why we never get any crossover between DDT and Noah if it's not yeah. to be safe for Cyberfight Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to watch and see where that comes, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, so we'll be back in two weeks to talk about, well, let's see, two weeks. I don't know, Paul, should we just wait till the carnival ends to come back? Uh, or... Sure. Should we preview Sumo Hall, Noah, and then the Carnival Finals? Uh, to be quite honest, you can ask me almost anything, and I'm so tired at the moment that I will just say that. <laughs> Yes, okay. Well, uh, we may or may not be back, but at the latest, we'll be back right after the Carnival Finals. But yeah. we'll see how much is on our plate and everything like that. So uh, we will see you in about two-ish weeks and a bit. So take care, everyone. Hola, hola, my name is Ricardo. I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí.